0: Marion Webb, and with me today is our commercial lead, Reed Miller, and our UK based reporter, Barnaby Pickering. Reed, Let's start with you. So iRhythm, a company focused on long-term cardiac monitoring, is a company you've covered quite a bit in the last year. They're getting more into wearables now. So what can you tell us about the latest from them?
1: That's right. So iRhythm's main product is their Zeo line of cardiac monitoring patch devices. So people suspected of having a potentially dangerous arrhythmia can wear that for up to two weeks, and along with iRhythm's AI system, It can accurately detect signals of an arrhythmia, even if they only appear rarely during that two weeks. The patch is a lot easier to deal with than an old-fashioned Holter monitor, but the company wants to make it even easier for patients, so they've come up with a a, a watch system. Now, they collaborated with Fairly, which is connected to Google, to create something called the Zeo Watch that runs the Zeo Electrogram Utilization Software, a.k.a. Zeus, as in the Greek, God Who Threw Lightning Bolts. And the FDA just cleared Zeus for iRhythm's ZeoWatch. The company said it expects to initiate a limited market evaluation of the Zeus system with the watch by 2023. It's also preparing to launch the system commercially. Meantime, iRhythm will continue building the clinical evidence supporting the system. And they said they will explore other use cases for ZeoWatch as well.
0: Speaking of watches that do more than just tell time, you've also written a lot about Withings, which markets patient-centered, medical-grade, non-invasive health monitoring devices, including smartwatches. So they also recently announced a plan to get more involved in trials, is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. So Medable, which is a Silicon Valley company that is focused on decentralized clinical trials. They have a decentralized clinical trial platform and software uh, program. And it's partnering with wearables maker Withings Health Solutions to help patients participate more in clinical trials uh, from home or at least remotely. So Withings, um, as we might have mentioned, markets a broad line of connected devices uh, that includes watches, but also other kinds of monitoring devices, internet-connected scales, blood pressure monitors, sleep monitors, and uh, electronic thermometers. The company has announced the deal to collaborate uh, to integrate Withings devices into the trials that run on Medable's devices.
0: So why does Medible need Withings devices to help with their trials?
1: Right. So according to Medible, about 85% of clinical trials fail to retain enough patients. And more than two-thirds of sites fail to meet their patient enrollment goals. So with Withings devices that are you know, easy to use and designed to be very uh, patient-friendly or People-friendly. They hope that they can improve patient recruitment and retention uh, for all the trials that that use Medable's platforms. You know, integrating the devices into decentralized trials will also help Medable eliminate what they call data silos. So that means more data being shared across different parts of the trial and rapidly deliver aggregate patient data to researchers in a single easy-to-use platform. At least that's how it's designed. And as we've written about uh, and our colleagues on Script and Pink have also covered from the pharma perspective, the pandemic really uh, turbocharged the healthcare industry's interest in decentralized clinical trials, especially the pharmaceutical industry, but also the device industry. Um, Now, earlier this year, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration released a draft guidance on digital health technologies for remote data acquisition and clinical trials. So that's going to give it a big boost. Uh, So I expect we will see a lot more news about how companies are using wearable technology and other patient-friendly technology to make it easier for people to be in clinical trials and participate without having to travel
0: thank you for that Reid. now barnaby over to you so this month you wrote a story about digital therapeutics namely the problems pair therapeutics is facing what can you tell us about that
2: so straight off the bat it's quite peripheral the story was not about the technology but instead the underlying financing pinning up the company Pair Therapeutics recently announced a restructuring in a bid to save costs.
0: And why is that important, Barnaby?
2: It's important because Pair has been the star of the show so far in digital therapeutics. It's one of the most publicly visible companies in the space. It has a range of impressive products, and it was the first company to get Medicaid coverage. And this was for Reset O, a tool used to help patients beat opioid addiction. The restructuring highlights that despite this success, the money simply isn't there. Marie Thibault of BTIG wrote that the restructuring should, quote, extend PEARS cash runway and delay its next financing round. This puts digital therapeutics in a tricky spot. If a company that has received nearly half a billion dollars in funding, and that is before its SPAC deal, can't make it with products that help patients manage serious life threatening conditions like opioid addictions with the handsome reimbursement that comes with it. What hope is there for smaller companies tackling softer issues like mental health? Personally, I think the sector will have to see some consolidation or maybe even slight collapse over the next few years. Digital therapeutics are great on paper and there is significant evidence showing that they work. But I ultimately think that patients and payers are always going to be more comfortable paying for a physical treatment, a pill or a device. This could mean, though, that pharma companies go on a shopping spree and grab these technologies and companies for cheap. But over to you now, Marion. You are working on a series on age tech. For readers who are not familiar with the term, would you mind explaining what age tech is and give some examples into your coverage?
0: Sure, Barnaby. So age tech is a very broad term that includes smart sensors and other technologies to ensure that a home is functionally equipped to how people age in place, as well as stay as healthy and mobile as they can while they're aging in place. It also encompasses wearables such as smart watches that help a person monitor certain health perimeters. Just think of the Apple Watch that provides information related to your heart, to your sleep, blood oxygen levels, or the Google Home Voice Assistant device for seniors. And then, of course, the mobility devices that you see many elderly people use, such as canes and walkers and wheelchairs, which have become so much more sophisticated. And those are just some examples of age tech technologies out there.
2: Yes. So in your first story, the focus was very much on telehealth and remote monitoring. In the second story, you highlighted two companies in the mobility space. Perhaps you can highlight them a little bit here.
0: Yes, so I had the opportunity to interview two companies in the mobility space, which are very different companies, but they're both developing technologies to help people with their gait and to stay mobile. So Denver, Colorado-based Nimble Science develop an app-based program that gamifies fall and prevention and partners with insurance companies, including Medicare Advantage, to provide balanced training exercises at home. I spoke with Nathan Estrada, who is the clinical VP for the company. And he told me that one in three adults fall every year, but only one in 800 older adults find themselves in a balance class. So the company is bringing the balance class to the home. I also spoke with Duncan Oral Jones, who is the founder and CEO of Camino Robotics, a very different company. He started the company after watching his father living with Parkinson's disease for almost 25 years and having a really hard time getting around on his walker. So Oral Jones decided to build one that would help people get around much easier. Jay Goss from the venture capital company WaveMaker 360, who was also a financial backer of the company, calls it the Tesla of walkers. It integrates cameras, sensors, and AI to help prevent people from falling and to reduce their fear of falling, which is also a big issue in the Sino com- community. The company will soon be in beta testing and will also go through the regulatory process here in the US to try to bring its next-gen walker to the US market, hopefully sometime next year. Of course, that's pending regulatory approval.
2: And this week, you're working on another story
0: about mobility. That's right. So I'm working on a profile story on MedRhythms, which is a digital therapeutics company that is using clinical grade sensors, software and music to help restore function lost to neurologic diseases, including Parkinson's, MS and stroke. The CEO, Brian Harris, is a music therapist, and he spun out the company from the Spalding Rehab Hospital, which is located in Boston, part of Harvard University in 2015, because he saw a great need to bring music therapy into the home.
2: Thanks, Marion. That sounds really interesting. And we look forward to your continued coverage on age Tech, as well as other news from MedTech Insight. All of the subjects we spoke about today are covered on medtechinsight.com regularly. The archive of the Digital Health Roundup, all of our special podcasts, and our new MedTech Monthly podcast, which I just recorded, can be accessed through our website. Just go to the podcasts link at the top of the page or directly through all of the major podcast platforms. Be sure to check out the pod that I recently produced with Dr. Robert Gabbe, Chief Scientific and Medical Officer for the American Diabetes Association. We talk about the rapidly evolving diabetes tech industry, where it's headed and what it could mean for preventative care. Thanks for listening and please tune in to our new digital.